Welcome to this episode of the Business of Practice podcast, where we focus on the financial and human sides of equine veterinary medicine. In this episode, Amy Grice, VMD, MBA, is going to talk to us about rethinking internships. Dr. Grice practiced for more than 20 years before starting veterinary business consulting. She advises veterinarians and practice owners on a wide variety of projects and challenges. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you by Decra Veterinary Products. Welcome, Dr. Grice. Thank you for having me, Kim. It's so good to be here. Well, we're always happy when uh, when you're able to be on the program with us. And wow, we're getting we're getting close to the end of the year. This is episode 25. So this uh, this we're actually recording this before the AAEP convention, and I know that's going to be a busy time for everyone. And I think. Uh, some of the vets who go to the convention this year looking for an intern or offering some internships might be a little surprised by the response that they get or lack of response maybe. And uh, so this might be a good thing to uh, talk about as they're coming home and trying to rethink what they're offering as an internship. So you had mentioned earlier, can you start by sharing some findings from the AAEP? Yes. Um, So one of the the primary uh, goals right now of the AAEP um, in their strategic plan is to try and attract and retain veterinarians in equine veterinary medicine because this has been a problem. There are less and less graduates entering equine practice and those that do enter, we're losing about half of them by the time five years goes by. And so it's really getting to a crisis point in trying to keep people in equine practice. And so this task force that was put together um, to try and retain people in equine practice has been doing a lot of interviews of both um, newly graduated and people in their first five years of practice, as well as veterinary students and practice owners. But the important finding from those that are early in practice is there has been a lot of talk from them about internships and how the internship uh, currently the way it is is kind of broken and that it breaks people that are excited and enthusiastic and focused on equine practice for their entire lives pretty much. They decided as kids they wanted to be horse doctors and then they do an internship and they are exhausted, beaten down and decide that life is not for them and they choose to enter companion animal practice because they're just fried. And so clearly we need to rethink internships. One of the reasons that internships are so prevalent in equine practice is that, you know, equine students, veterinary students that are on equine track are a very small percentage of the total number of students. And so their opportunities for learning um, pretty basic skills that practitioners expect them to have as entry level skills, they really have to work hard to go out and find those skills and practice those skills. Because typically um, at your average university, you've got some pretty um, special, expensive horses coming in and 
being able to practice those skills on those horses doesn't always happen for students. There are interns, there are residents ahead of them. Um, and so an internship is a way for them to enter into equine practice ready to support themselves in a practice because they have acquired all of the skills that they need to just go out and rock and roll. Um, they're ready, ready to go out of an internship. And so, you know, certainly there are new graduates, about 35 to 40 of them every year who enter equine practice without an internship. Typically, typically those people receive and need to receive a lot of mentoring from the people that hire them. And so that requires a special kind of practice owner because to be able to have the patience and the, the uh, fortitude <laughs> for teaching somebody basic skills while you're you know, paying them a salary and presenting them to your clients as a full-fledged veterinarian, that's a little bit of a hard deal. Um, so I think internships in equine practice are probably here to stay, but they have to become a more balanced exchange between the intern and the practice. And what I feel is that practices should be proud of producing a product and the product being this incredibly well-trained intern that they will be in be able to put out into the world ready to go and become a very successful equine practitioner and that um, that is their goal their objective when they get an intern is to create this amazing ready out of the box equine practitioner who has all the skills they need to go out from day one and build trust build revenue build new profit centers be confident ready to go and what is this balanced exchange what does that look like so when you think about it interns do not earn the same type of a salary as a first year uh, veterinarian associate. They're typically earning now, you know, somewhere between $30,000, $35,000 a year for an intern. And they are exchanging their effort and their time because typically they work more hours in a week than a regular associate. They're exchanging their time, their effort and money because they're taking a lower salary. And in exchange for that, they expect to be acquiring all of the skills that they need that at the end of a year, they will be that ready out of the box associate that's ready to be super successful. Unfortunately, that balance of what they're learning and what they're being taught sometimes does not equal what they're giving. And so the value they're receiving is inadequate for what they're giving. And that wears people out, that exhausts them, and they get beaten down. And unfortunately, what we see is some of those people look at equine practice and say, oh, if this is the way it is, I'm out. I don't want to do this. I thought I did, but I don't.
and off they go to companion animal right out of an equine internship. Wow. So it, I mean, it's just staggering um, how that's happening. So there are there are bad internships out there. There are internships that have interns staying up all night, giving treatments to hospitalized horses, running fluids, staying up all night, and then being expected to show up and work the next day. Or maybe they get to sleep. But how, what were they learning all night when they were giving treatments and running fluids? Not a damn thing. They're being treated like a glorified technician. So we need to do better. There are very, very good internships out there. But sometimes people don't recognize, you know, they're veterinary students and they're, they're going to be applying to internships and they don't recognize which internships are the ones that are going to have the balanced exchange of their effort, their time and their money for an excellent, amazing education. It's, uh, it's hard. And so I think we need to um, create new pathways. And this is something that AAEP is talking about. Ways to help people have more ability to say rank or rate internships, maybe with a five-star system, um, so that people can, can learn from their peers that have been through an internship at that particular facility, whether they thought perhaps in a number of different um, uh, categories, like, uh, you know, communication with clients, um, emergency duty, um, you know, where they're sent out and they're able to act independently, but with mentorship. Um, another might be understanding financial policies, uh, um, learning diagnostic techniques and imaging, you know. Uh, things that they, the basic skills. So being able to rank and rate different places um, may be something that will come. I think uh, it's just really important that we have the, the conversation begin. That's, that's a very good point. So let's look at it first from the veterinarian's standpoint. You have had or want to offer an internship what is it that you should be thinking about for today's, I mean, face it, you're, you're going to be lucky to get one if there's only 30 to 40 going into practice every year anyway. So how do you get someone in this internship and give them something and get enough yourself that it's, it's worthwhile for you to do? Well, first, what I want to say is um, just to uh, make something a little more clear. So in 2019, the AVMA senior survey, um, they asked people, what are they going to do? So in that year, 42 people entered equine practice without an internship. An additional 120 something entered internships. And that, okay. so there were more than the 40, but, um, many of those that entered internships did not stay in equine practice. And therein lies the rub because we want to, when interns 
come to equine practice, we need to, as an industry, be showing them that equine practice is a viable career, that they can have their love of horses and their love of being a horse doctor, something that is viable, that's not going to break them, exhaust them, or make them want to run the other way as fast as they can. We, you know, we have to do better. Decra Veterinary Products is proud to sponsor Equimanagement's The Business of Practice podcast. Decra's equine product line includes Osphos, Clotronate Injection, Orthocon Vet IRAP 10 and 60, Osteocon PRP, Equidone Gel, Thumperidone, the Vetivex line of parenteral fluids, Ficox EQ Joint Supplement, and a comprehensive line of topical dermatologic products. The recent addition of Zymeta, Diaperone Injection, further expands Decra's equine offerings. For more information about Decra's products, please visit decra-us.com. And so if you're thinking about an internship and offering one, um, those ways for people to learn important skills to be an equine practitioner that they cannot get in veterinary school, those those opportunities to hands-on practice stuff, um, they have to get them. And you have to be very um, intentional about how you're going to teach them. That might be saying, okay, once a month, so tell me, you know, Dr. Smith, my intern, um, every month we're going to use Bossy, the old mare out in my field at my house, and you can learn something. Um, do you want to learn? Do you want to practice ultrasounding or stifles? Would you like to? What would you like to learn? We're going to have these opportunities every month. What skills do you want to learn? Thinking about what do you want for your equine career? What do you think? you want your practice life, your career as an equine veterinarian to look like? What is your vision for your career? Because you, you know, if you're never gonna do reproduction, you don't want to do reproduction, it won't make a lot of sense for us to spend a lot of time in Bossy's uterus, <laughs> right? right. Um, and so it's important to know what you wanna learn, but as the practice owner, it's also important to set up regular teaching opportunities. Those might be um, radiology rounds or case rounds or, and this can be done by ambulatory practices. Um, so everybody knows they're gonna meet every other Friday and talk about interesting cases. So you have two weeks, maybe you assign, you know, two doctors in the practice are gonna present on that Friday. Um, if you have a lot of doctors, everybody doesn't present very often, but um, you know, 53% of practices have less, have two doctors or less. So um, maybe everybody presents every time and you have two weeks to figure out what was the most interesting thing you saw. And then you gather some, some materials and you talk about that case. Same thing with radiology rounds. Um, so these are a chance for people to have time together with their colleagues and talk about cases and how they thought about the case, what diagnostics they did. Hey, here's the radiographs. 
and I saw this and I thought this and you know these were the treatments that we did and maybe somebody else has some other ideas. Um, that's how learning occurs and by planning ahead to do that um, is important. You can't because we all get busy and if you're just sending your intern out to do vaccines and Coggins to say make your day easier, that is not a balanced exchange. Uh, that's a good point. So again, looking at it from the veterinary veterinarian or the practices that's going to have the internship, they also hopefully recognize there are some soft skills or even you know financial hard skills that these young veterinarians might need to know. But if you ask a young vet, what do you want to learn this month? None of them are going to say invoicing. So how do you help them be prepared when maybe that you were late in, in your practice life learning how important that was? Those are really important skills. And so um, if you as a practice owner um, can share some of what you've learned about owning a business and the importance of revenue, um, getting your invoices in on time, the cash flow. Um, those, when you have your intern perhaps with you in the truck several days a week maybe, um, those are things you can talk about on your way between calls. The nuts and bolts of being a practice owner and running a business because they're very, very important skills. Um, the other thing that's really important for interns to have the opportunity to do is independent emergency work. They need to be mentored, but there is a big leap that occurs when they go to their first emergency call and they're the veterinarian. They're the one in charge. And it may be that, you know, they're going to give you a call, but so many emergencies are fairly um, you know, a simple laceration, a corneal ulcer, that veterinarians come out of veterinary school knowing what to do. Um, they know what to do with those simple things, but they've never been the one that has to, to actually do it from start to finish. And the amount of confidence that that creates in an intern is phenomenal. And if you are producing an intern that has not had the chance to work independently, you are not producing an intern that's ready out of the box. And really, I think that mindset of producing a product that you are very proud of is what every practice owner that has interns should be thinking about. That's a, a good point. And you want, you want everybody to be able to say, oh, I went to Dr. Smith's for my internship, best year I ever spent in my life. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I always used to tell our interns at Rhinebeck that this is going to be a hard year in terms of how much effort you put in. It's going to be like drinking from a fire hose, but you are going to have five years worth of experience in one year, and you are going to feel really comfortable doing procedures that you know, some of which I've actually never done because you're going to have this chance to learn all of this with experts showing you and teaching you. That's that's really some great tips in there for um, for trying to get, you know, 
veterinarians and those in vet school thinking about what they want from internships as far as the equine practice goes. And it, it's good to hear. And, and Dr. Grice, as we all know, is on the board. She's the treasurer of the AAP. So it's, it's good to know the leadership of AAP is on top of this and is gathering some information and trying to work on some solutions. Well, thank you for the opportunity to talk about something that's very, I'm, you can probably tell I'm kind of passionate about this. I want, I want us to have a successful equine veterinary industry. And in order to have that happen, we have to take care of our young. We can't eat our young. We have to, we have to nurture our young. Yeah, and, and having, I mean, when you think about it, 50% in the first five years of equine practice, you quoted, mm -hmm. leave equine practice. That is a scary number. It is, yeah. And and the fact that, you know, in the last five years, between 1% and 1.5% of graduating veterinarians, that's all we're getting into equine. It used to be, you know, up closer to 5%. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's... Um, it's sobering, but again, there were some good things in here that veterinarians can take to heart, look at if they have an internship program, see if they're meeting the needs of our next generation of, of equine veterinarians. And if they are interested in an internship, I think this gave some good guidelines to be thinking about. Well, <clears throat> I think that uh, the other thing that, that people can think about is just if they were an intern, what, how they would want to be uh, treated and how they would want to enter this wonderful career. And I think as a personal note, we've, we've talked to some people at universities on our various podcasts here at Equimanagement, and the instructors during COVID have, have asked that the industry be a little more patient with some of our recent graduates simply because they were faced with really horrible circumstances of not being able to have some of the hands-on uh, experiences during vet school that they usually get. Absolutely. So that doesn't reflect on the quality of the individual people. It just is part of the world as it is today. So I guess I will I will pitch that in there from some of those instructors that, you know, if your intern has not, you know, put in a some sort of system before or taken a certain diagnostic, please be patient and help them. Mm -hmm. I agree wholeheartedly. So and again, thank you very much, Dr. Grice. We always enjoy having you on the Business of Practice podcast and a big thanks to our sponsor, Decra Veterinary Products. We invite you to visit equimanagement.com or your favorite podcast network to hear every episode of The Business of Practice. And if you have any questions or suggestions, you can send an email to me at kbrown at equinenetwork.com. The Business of Practice podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network. 